Presented by Meta. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogan Volen. It's Thursday. Today's show, a moment that many thought would never come, a Manchin-approved reconciliation bill. We'll tell you what's in it. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Last year, Senator Joe Manchin and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer signed a one-page agreement outlining the West Virginia Democrats' red lines for a reconciliation bill. The date on that agreement? July 28, 2021. Today, July 28, 2022. One year later to the day, we finally reached the moment many thought would never come, a Manchin-approved reconciliation bill, one he and Schumer brokered in secret after many thought any hope of a sweeping deal was dead, is now on the Senate's doorstep. And it includes provisions for climate change, tax hikes on corporations, and healthcare subsidies. It's worth noting that BBB is gone, and so are the ambitions of a massive multi-trillion dollar spending bill that included everything from universal pre-K to dental coverage via Medicare to paid family and medical leave. In its place is the quote, Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Its goal, per the joint Manchin-Schumer statement issued Wednesday evening, quote, fight inflation, invest in domestic energy production and manufacturing, and reduce carbon emissions by roughly 40% by 2030, all while reducing the deficit by $300 billion. The bill includes $369 billion in energy and climate spending, $739 billion raised by imposing a corporate minimum tax of 15%, prescription drug pricing reform, more tax enforcement, and closing carried interest, and $64 billion for three years of subsidies for Affordable Care Act premiums. Worth noting, that'll extend beyond the 2024 election. Politico's Burgess Everett and Marianne Levine have the postgame report on how the bill came together in today's playbook. Quote, on July 18th, four days after Manchin and Schumer's talks seemed to fizzle out with only a limited healthcare deal, Manchin reached out to Schumer to see if he was amenable to picking things back up. By Wednesday afternoon, they had a deal on a bill that includes energy and tax policy, a turnaround after the two deadlocked in Democrats' marquee party line agenda. Burgess and Marianne write, quote, it was Washington's best kept secret. Manchin himself was reluctant to pick up talks again, concerned that it would tee off yet another cycle of disappointment and ire from Democratic voters. Manchin told Burgess and Marianne, quote, I don't know if it would come to fruition. I really don't know. So why talk about something? Again, build people's hopes up. On the morning of July 14th, two weeks ago, new inflation figures were released, showing numbers far worse than many economic experts projected, prompting Manchin to reportedly walk away from the negotiating table, worrying about any deal's inflationary effects. A person close to Manchin told Playbook on Wednesday night that Manchin and Schumer had a, quote, tough conversation about Manchin being uncomfortable and wanting to see more inflation data. He wasn't convinced that all this was anti-inflationary. Last week, former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers, whose early warnings about inflation were largely ignored by the Biden administration, but earned him widespread credibility on the topic, was on our podcast Playbook Deep Dive and responded to Manchin head on. This is what he had to say, quote, I think he's wrong about that. I think the theory that all tax increases are inflationary is not a plausible or reasonable economic theory. To suggest that it's inflationary is, I think, just wrong in the same way that it was just wrong to suggest that in the short run, investing in infrastructure would somehow be deflationary. And when politicians of either stripe say differently, they are running opposite to what I believe the vast majority of economists think. This week, Democratic senators called Summers in to talk to Manchin directly, reports the Washington Post. The two men spoke this week, and Manchin listened as Summers talked in detail about why Democrats' proposed economic package, including its energy provisions, would not lead to higher prices. One other key bit on timing. 
Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell had threatened to hold up the Chips Plus bill if Dems continued to pursue a reconciliation package. The bill passed the Senate on Wednesday with 64 votes. Hours later, announced this deal. Now in the wake of the Manchin-Schumer deal, House GOP leadership has announced that they'll whip votes in opposition to the Chips Plus bill in their chamber. Two bits of caution before we get ahead of ourselves here. One, the Democrats on the Hill and at the White House are celebrating. There's still the Senator Kirsten Sinema-sized hurdle they need to clear. She hasn't publicly signed off just yet, and the bill includes some provisions she has previously told leadership were no-goes for her, like taxing carried interest. And two, how will moderate House Dems of the Representative Josh Gottheimer variety react to the exclusion of the SALT deductions they sought to restore, which were make or break for them in last year's talks? Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 2.15 p.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will speak about the economy from the Eisenhower Executive Office building and meet with CEOs to hear about conditions in various industries, with Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo, and Council of Economics Advisors Chair Cecilia Roos attending. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will brief at 3.15 p.m. Here's what's on the Vice President's calendar. Vice President Kamala Harris will leave D.C. for New York at 11.35. There, she'll speak about investment in underserved communities, financial institutions, and small businesses at the Billy Holiday Theater in Brooklyn. At 4.48, she'll travel to Watermill, New York, where she'll speak at a fundraiser at 6.50. At 8 p.m., she'll leave Watermill, New York to return to Washington. The House will meet at 10 a.m. The Oversight Committee will depose Daniel Snyder from the Washington Commanders at 8 a.m. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. to take up Constant Milstein's nomination as the U.S. Ambassador to Malta with a vote at 1.45 p.m. Also to watch out for today, per Bloomberg, economists expect to see 0.4% growth reported in today's preliminary GDP reading for the second quarter. If that bears out, that would narrowly avoid two consecutive quarters of GDP decline. And former acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney is testifying today before the House January 6th Committee, per CBS News. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Munavolin. Have a good Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. One day in the metaverse, doctors will practice high-risk surgeries as many times as needed before operating on real patients. Education will be more immersive, allowing art students in Ohio to visit museums across the world without a plane ticket and giving science students in Florida the opportunity to sail through Saturn's rings. The metaverse will also transform workplace training. Imagine a world where engineers can disassemble and reassemble engines thousands of times without wasting materials, or where aspiring city planners can build hundreds of cities before a single real building is ever constructed. The metaverse may be virtual, but the impact will be real. Learn more about what Meta is building for the metaverse at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.